This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday, the 6th of July. In your Sport Today, an all-Aussie quarterfinal set at Wimbledon, the Dragons dealt heavy penalties for their COVID breach, the AFL loses its footy boss, Australia's Olympic team is finalised. This is your Sport Today. Gabs, if we're a little bit late today, we've got a pretty good reason. We've been up watching Wimbledon where Australia is guaranteed a semi-finalist after Ash Barty and Isla Tomljanovic won through to the quarters overnight. Sam, it was worth the wait because Tomljanovic has just won her fourth round match in a walkover against the UK's Emma Raducanu, who retired, unfortunately, injured midway through the second set, down a set and three love. Tomljanovic's win sets up a showdown with world number one Ash Barty, who fought back to beat French Open champion Barbora Krejcikova in straight sets earlier this morning. Now, it's been 50 years since Australia's last women's champion. That was, of course, legend Yvonne Gulligan-Cawley. And what better way, Sam, to celebrate the anniversary than with another Aussie winner? I can't think of a better way, Gabs. In other Wimbledon results, defending champion Novak Djokovic and eight-time winner Roger Federer advanced. While number four seed Alexander Zverev was knocked out in five sets by 20-year-old Canadian Felix Orja Alassim. And Sam, on the women's side, veteran Angelique Kerber beat an opponent that is almost half her age in American teenager Coco Goff, while number two seed Irina Savalenka also progressed. Barty and Tomljanovic will have little time to celebrate with their quarterfinal set for tomorrow from around 1.30am Australian Eastern Time. So tennis fanatics, set your alarm clocks now. Gabs, after it was revealed a dozen St George Illawarra Dragons players attended a house party in Shell Harbour on the weekend, rugby league fans have been waiting to see what sanctions the NRL would impose. Well, the sanctions were revealed on Monday evening and they were heavy. That's right, Sam. A total of $305,000 in fines were dished out to 13 players, with the host of the party, Paul Vaughan, and senior player Corey Norman copping $50,000 fines each. Vaughan was also handed an eight-game suspension, which rules him out for the rest of the regular season. Now, Sam, the other 12 players were fined and suspended for one match, but given so many players have been banned, the club can space the suspensions out over their next three games. Dragon CEO Ryan Webb described the behaviour as arrogant and ignorant and refused to rule out further club-imposed sanctions. Yeah, some strong words there. One of the players involved was Jack DeBellin, who has just come back after sitting out two and a half years while on trial for alleged sexual assault before being cleared in May. Now, he reportedly hid under the bed when the police showed up to the party and was not originally fined by police. But later he confessed and was fined 42000 bucks by the NRL. Fortunately, the breach doesn't appear to have impacted the NRL schedule and none of the State of Origin players were involved. Speaking of Origin, Gabs, the Blues and Maroons have named their teams for State of Origin Game 3. Parramatta's Mitchell Moses won the New South Wales halfback spot left vacant by an injured Nathan Cleary while Queensland has named an exciting youngster in the centres. That would be North Queensland's Hamaso Tabuai Fido, better known as The Hammer. He has burst onto the scene, Sam, as an attacking weapon, but the speedster is going to have his hands full defending Blues gun Tom Turbo Trebojevic, who has just about been the player of the series so far. 
Queensland also welcomed back star fullback Kalen Ponga from a groin injury, and he'll be hoping to help the Maroons avoid what will be their first whitewash since 2000. Hammer is a cool nickname. It's much better than Higgy Riddell. (laughs) (laughs) Game three is set for July 14, but we still don't know exactly where, with the NRL still sorting out the venue. 472. That's how many athletes Australia is sending to the Tokyo Olympics after the team was finalised yesterday. If you think that's a pretty large number, you'd be right. Hey, Gabs. Sam, it's actually the second largest team Australia has ever sent to a summer games, 10 short of the group that went to the 2004 Olympics in Athens. The Australian Olympic Committee confirmed the squad and there's quite a bit to pick through. So are you ready for some numbers, Sam? Hit me. All right. Of the 472 athletes competing in 33 sports, 254 are women, the greatest number of Aussie female athletes sent to a Games. Sam, there are 16 Indigenous athletes, the most ever attending an Olympics, and the total Australian delegation, athletes, coaches and staff, totals 990, including 295 debutants. Nice. i got some numbers for you too, Gabs. You ready? Yes. The Aussies will be taking with them 10 ice baths and 7 slushy machines, and they're unlikely to be used for daiquiris, but you never know. The Aussies will also be taking heaps and heaps of coffee with them. And that's today's trivia question. How many kilograms of coffee are the Aussies taking to Tokyo? We'll tell you at the end of the show. The Olympics officially start on July 23. Gabs, Australia are taking on France tomorrow night in their first rugby union test of the year, but it's a former Wallaby that keeps stealing the headlines. Israel Folau is on the move again, this time to Japanese rugby. Sam, it looks like his plans to return to the NRL are over for now after Falau signed a deal with Japanese top league club, the NTT Communications Shining Arcs. Falau was set to return to rugby league in Australia in the Gold Coast comp, having finally been cleared to play, but his comeback looks to be over before it begins. The Japanese rugby comp runs from January until May, with Falau expected to head to Japan sometime between August and November this year. Falao hasn't played rugby since he was sacked by Rugby Australia in 2019 over a homophobic social media post. But the game has moved on without him, with a new look Wallabies taking on France on Wednesday. And Gabs, there could be four potential debutants in Brisbane. That's right, there's plenty of new names, but it's veteran Michael Hooper who will again lead the Wallabies, with uncapped players Lachlan Lonigan, Darcy Swain, Len Ikatao and Andrew Kellaway selected on the bench. Scrum half Jake Gordon has overcome a knee injury to play and will partner Noah Alessio in the halves. It's a jam-packed series with the three matches to be played in 11 days, so you can expect plenty of player turnover. Nice pun, Gabs. The Wallabies <laughs> haven't played since back-to-back draws against Argentina late last year, while France arrives having finished second in the Six Nations, which is Europe's premier rugby competition. The second and third tests are in Melbourne and Brisbane, respectively. Gab, some news from the boardroom. Steve Hocking yesterday quit his post as AFL football operations boss to become CEO of the Geelong Cats. Look, it's fair to say this one caught those in AFL land by surprise. Hocking leaves his post at the AFL after four years and will finish up this week before taking over from long-serving Cats CEO Brian Cook at the end of the season. Now, Fez, in his role at the AFL as Gillen McLaughlin's number two, Hocking brought in the 6-6-6 rule, the man on the mark, score reviews, reduced interchanges and the concussion sub to name a few of the changes. 
Yeah, some pretty significant rule changes there, Gabs. Hocking played 199 games for the Cats and has previously held executive roles at the club. His role at the AFL will be covered by the league's legal counsel, Andrew Dillon, before a full-time replacement is named. Time for Cats This, where we tell you about what's caught our eye or what's coming up, and I'm giving it to Australian golfer Cam Davis Gabs, who hold an epic bunker shot for Eagle on his way to winning his first PGA title. It's a great shot, and there's a link in the episode notes waiting for you to check it out. I'm not going too far, Sam. I'm going to stay in the States, where LA Angels megastar Shohei Otani, get this, he's the first player in MLB All-Star history, we're talking nearly 100 years, to be selected as both a pitcher and a position player. He leads the league this season with 31 home runs and has recorded 83 strikeouts to earn comparisons to the great Babe Ruth. Struth. Struth indeed, Gabs. A position player, that means just like a outfielder, right? Batter. Yes. Well, that's it for today's episode. Before we go, the answer to today's trivia question, how many kilograms of coffee are the Aussies taken to Tokyo? It's 160 kilograms of coffee. Gabs, you and I don't drink coffee, so that would be wasted on us. But then again, we are not professional athletes either. All right, that's us done. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you tomorrow.